And sisters, the Lord be with you. And with your a reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory On the first day of the week, Mary of Magdala came to the tomb early in the morning while it was still dark and saw the stone removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved, and told them, they've taken the Lord from the tomb. We don't know where they put him. So Peter and the other disciple went out and came to the tomb. They both ran, but the other disciple ran faster than Peter and arrived at the tomb first. He bent down and saw the burial cloths there, but did not go in. When Simon Peter arrived after him, he went into the tomb and saw the burial cloth there and the cloth that had covered his head, not with the burial cloth, but rolled up in a separate place. Then the other disciple also went in, the one who had arrived at the tomb first, and he saw and believed. For they did not yet understand the scripture that he had to rise from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So not to be repetitive, since my Palm Sunday homily started out with stating the obvious that this is weird, but, well, yeah, hey, there. there. Anyway, (laughs) over the last few weeks as this thing went from social distancing to pretty much being quarantined or for the poor missionaries here under house arrest to to recognizing that this was going to be a really weird Easter. I mean, up until now, the strangest thing in my soon to be 21 years of being a priest was snow on Easter. This easily surpasses that. Well, this ADD brain has been going off in a whole wide variety of thoughts and directions. But one thing that was recurring that kept coming back to me was thinking about, of all things, Dr. Seuss's character, the Grinch, and the cartoon episode in which the Grinch tried to steal Christmas from the Who's of Whoville. The memories of that cartoon special with the voice of Boris Karloff as the Grinch just kept coming to mind. Unfortunately, in our digital age, we don't have to wait until November for a television network to air it. You don't even have to drive to Blockbuster to get it, to watch it now. And for some of my beloved students who are watching online, Blockbuster was a video store that you used to have to go drive to and rent movies from on these things called video cassettes. Anyway, you can watch the original right now just going online and renting it for about $4 on YouTube. And again, for my beloved students, that's the non-illegal way for you to watch things online. 
Anyway, <laughs> a refresher for those who need it. The Grinch hates just about everyone and everything. So all the preparations for Christmas, adults going about buying gifts for their kids, or as the good doctor describes them, Snoof and their Tringles and Fuzzles, their Pantukas, their Daffles and Wuzzles. I can't tell you how many times I had to practice that. <laughs> the whole village of Who's are, are decorating everything with trees and wreaths. Dinner preparations are going into overdrive as they cook the roast beast. And the joy of everyone preparing for Christmas infuriates the already clinically depressed and narcissist that is the, the Grinch. So he sets about in the middle of the night on Christmas Eve as all the Who's are, are sound asleep. And gosh, I wish I could live in a town where everyone is able to sleep that soundly like that. But anyway, he goes in sneaking, dressed as Santa Claus, and he proceeds to, to steal everything. The presents, the trees, the wreaths, even the roast beast. The Grinch figures that this will ruin Christmas, rendering the Who's miserable. The Grinch is obviously a firm believer that misery does, in fact, love company. Well, Whoville may be fiction, but a virus from Wuhan, as we've come to learn, is obviously very real. And probably for great numbers of people this Easter morning, this coronavirus seems to have been far more successful than the Grinch could ever have imagined in his most diabolical of schemes. The poor Easter bunny had to file for unemployment this year. The poor varmint can't even take a picture with a kid, let alone go into people's homes. The Easter egg hunt that usually finds kids decked out in their new Easter outfits, which they quickly mess up in the competition to find the most eggs, have been canceled. Family dinners have been sidelined with, at best, arranging a Zoom or, or FaceTime gathering. All those things pale in comparison to the tremendous suffering of so many people, people who are ill, people who are exhausted as they, they try to care for those who are sick or, or press into extreme overtime as an essential service provider, people who have died, people who are grieving their losses and cannot even gather to mourn, people who are losing their jobs, people who are depressed and anxious and just filled with fear. Add to all this the fact that our churches have been shuttered. Not only have most of the faithful been deprived of the sacraments, which are so life-giving and essential to our souls, but people have been forbidden from even entering into our, our sacred spaces during this most sacred of times, and even today, Easter, the most important day on the Christian calendar. While we as people of faith enjoy eating marshmallow peeps, Cadbury cream eggs, and jelly beans, just like the rest of the world, we who know the true meaning of Easter that goes far deeper than all those trappings, not being able to celebrate the sacraments together, not being able to receive Jesus' body and blood together, has brought an unprecedented suffering to us. And so it's hard for us to say Happy Easter with the, the true joy that we normally do on this day. In keeping with things being out of sorts and out of routine, this is the, the first year I can remember proclaiming that particular gospel passage on Easter Sunday. The church gives priests the options out of a, a few possibilities to pick which gospel reading they want to use. And 
probably every year because I was involved in one way or another with the Easter Vigil option, I've always stuck with that reading. But knowing there, there wasn't going to be an Easter Vigil, I just turned to the one prescribed for this morning. And I was struck by, by how appropriate it was, particularly as John sets the scene for us with the words, while it was still dark. Easter happened while it was still dark. The enormity of the resurrection needs to first be realized in the hearts of the believers. It needs to first be seen with the, with the eyes of faith. Because unlike the gospel account from Matthew, which includes awesome sights and sounds and beyond miraculous encounters, St. John doesn't have any of those details in his account of the beginning of Easter morning. We heard Mary Magdalene, Peter, and John experienced an encounter the empty tomb. They see a stone rolled back. They see the, the burial clothes you know, rolled up. But there's no earthquakes. There's no angels. They don't even encounter the risen Jesus yet. Mary Magdalene sees the stone. Peter and John race to the tomb at that news. And then John tells us he saw and believed, but then quickly adds, but they did not understand yet. Easter happened while it was still dark. The first of Jesus' followers were still engulfed in sadness, reeling from their betrayals and the failures, overwhelmed with fear and anxiety. And encountering this, this empty tomb has completely disoriented them. Because while it was still dark, the world completely changed. While it was still dark, the promises that Jesus made were fulfilled. While it was still dark, the, the dreams in the hearts of Jesus' followers, dreams which seemed lost forever in the brutality of Good Friday, are actualized. While it was still dark, while it still looked as if death had the last word, God's word, his love, and his life destroyed death. And the same remains true today. There's no shortage of people who feel they are in a dark time and a dark place. There's no shortage of reasons to validate those feelings. Yet Easter still comes. Despite the locked churches and the canceled celebrations, despite the, the social distance and isolation that we're experiencing in unprecedented ways, Easter still comes. Do we welcome, do we sense, do we believe in Easter? What makes the, the characters from Dr. Seuss's The Who's of Whoville so beloved is that in the end, they welcomed Christmas without their presence, without their decorations, without their traditions, which startles the Grinch as he thought of something he hadn't before. What if Christmas, he thought, doesn't come from a store? What if Christmas, perhaps, means a little bit more? without explicitly articulating the birth of Jesus Christ. Through the eyes of us believers, we could recognize the truth and joyfully celebrate this, this realization that the Grinch stumbles upon, the message that Christmas was bigger than gifts and decorations and celebrations. For us today, the challenge is far greater 
than to just turn away from the commercialism that often obscures Christmas. And it's more challenging because the importance of this day, Easter, is far greater than that of Christmas. For if Jesus hadn't risen from the dead, we wouldn't care about him or remember, let alone celebrate his birth. But because he has, because he has risen from the dead, that good news, that great news, has to move us. For Mary Magdalene, for Peter and John, Easter started in the dark, but it didn't remain there. And neither did they. They returned to share the good news with their fellow disciples. And as they did, they encountered and then they experienced the risen Christ for themselves. We need to summon that truth. We need to believe it and we need to share it and live it. We have to allow Christ's victory over all the forces of death and destruction to work in us here and now. Happy Easter.